Hi everyone, my name is Mariam Sambay and welcome to my podcast, Your Mind Matters Too. In this podcast, I talk about mental health with the hopes of normalizing conversations on mental health issues. For this week, I want to talk about why it is that self-acceptance is an act of self-love. I share with you my journey towards self-acceptance with the hopes that any of the things I share resonate with you to go through your own soul searching to learn how to accept yourself. I hope at the end of it all, you can look in the mirror and accept yourself for all that you are because you are amazing. And by the end of this episode, I hope you know that and you never forget it. Stick around. Cheers. Have you ever found yourself so exhausted you cannot do anything productive? Or you start hearing voices in your head. And these voices are telling you you're not good enough. Maybe you or someone you know are struggling. If you are and any of these things resonate with you, you're not alone. Join us every week as we make sense of our own mental health struggles. And try to find a way to be okay. My name is Steven. And my name is Mariam. Welcome to our podcast. Your Mind Matters Too. Mental health lovers, what's going on? Welcome back to another soulful confession on mental health issues featuring yours truly on the number one podcast on all things mental health. You'll notice for this episode, I'm alone. That's because my co-host Stephen is feeling unwell, was feeling under the weather, so we could not record this episode together. But... um, I'd love for you guys to send some well wishes to him and some good vibes so that he could feel better and we could record next week's episode together. Um, As a message to my favorite co-host and a major shout out, Stephen, relaunching doesn't feel the same without you and I love you very much and I hope you you feel better soon. I'm sending you so much love and kisses your way. Um, for anyone listening who cares to know this is the first episode since taking our haters uh, which was maybe three months ago give or take uh, well, three months in November since November I think yeah give or take a few months um, the reason why I took the haters is because I needed to take a step back and really take better control of the podcast i was also not in the greatest mental space uh and i was kind of going through a lot of changes uh graduation career and stuff like that it was a little crazy so i took a step back to sort of uh, get a better handle of things before i could step back into the sort of like a spotlight and uh, talk about mental health but i'm back and um i i rebuilt i reconstructed and re redefined what this podcast is going to be about and um, i just wanted to say on the onset that for this 
season for this uh, version of Your Mind Matters to that nothing, no topic is off limits. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the confusing, the uncomfortable, the embarrassing, the really, really awful, the fun, and, and we're going to touch everything that could possibly relate to or affect our mental health. And I just wanted to say that because I think that a lot of times we talk about mental health, but we don't really look at the root cause of it. And sometimes it's life choices or life circumstances or our environment in general. So I think that if we are to sort of figure out how to get better taking care of us of our mental health then we need to talk about the things going on in our lives and that's what I'm gonna do that's what I'm gonna try to do in this podcast to make sure I give you guys the most authentic and the most um soulful intentional uh program that I can um and while we're on the subject of intentional and soulful programs, I just want to make an announcement, which is very exciting for me. Um, we, I, um, we're going to partner up with the organization Mental Health Tanzania to start a segment in the podcast called Ask a Therapist. And um, this segment is going to air every Sunday which is going to be separate from the original show so it's going to be separate from the episodes we're going to be doing on saturday and um, this one's going to air on sunday and basically it's going to entail asking a therapist questions about anything about mental health about um, your psychological uh, sort of mental space and the point is we're gonna the point of all this is we're gonna need to sort of impart the mental and psychological aspect of this podcast so the medical part of the podcast will be ask a therapist and i'm going to be collecting questions from the internet and um, from the audience so you guys don't hesitate to shoot me a message asking any question you want to know about mental health and i'll pass it on to a therapist and the therapist will come on the show and we are going to talk about um, those questions and explore those insights uh, regarding your curiosity or your um, basically your questions regarding your mental health and your mental state Uh, I'm very excited to do this and Onesmo, Dr. Onesmo Petro from Mental Health Tanzania assured me that we're going to work together to make it happen and I mean I know I'm going to ask a lot of questions so I hope you guys do too and we're going to do that two weeks after the first episode airs so two weeks after this episode we're going to do we're going to start doing the Ask a Therapist segment and it's going to be every Sunday and it's going to be for maybe 10 to 20 minutes and and we're going to have a rotating row of um, roster of therapists and i look forward to to sharing that and to receiving questions from you guys um so having said all that uh i also want to give a thank you to everyone that's been patient with us to uh the people that reached out asking for the podcast to return you guys basically just um 
you have my heart and i'm so grateful for you and um to everyone that uh, that understood when we needed to take a step back thank you and to everyone that's returned i'm so very grateful for you and um to all the new people listening in right now thank you so much welcome to my podcast and um i hope you get something out of this i hope my insight can resonate with you and uh, you can uh, get better care of your mental health okay having said all that let us now talk about mental health I'm going to premise this next segment with a trigger warning that the following contains talks of self-starvation and self-hatred and depression. So listeners discretion is advised. Um if you're still here, uh here's my story. So when I was little, they used to make me wear this really colorful dresses with shoulder pads and puffy waistlines i would wear these dresses with knee high socks and these socks had little lacy flowers on the top and in my this was the tradition everyone had to, every girl basically had to dress this way so in any family gathering or vacation or some important event i'd be dressed like a stereotypical girly girl with the makeup and the hair and everything now the problem with this imagery is that i'm i'm not a girly girl i've never been a girly girl and i hated looking like one i hated it so much that i expressed my deep disdain for the way i looked and the way i was made to dress but every time i said that i would be told that's how pretty girls look don't you want to look good and so i would suck it up and i would suffer through birthdays holidays and family events dressed in clothes i didn't even like because i was told i had to look that way to be considered beautiful no one ever told me differently then i got older and i got more assertive about what i wanted to wear and yeah let's just say i threw away those uh, those clothes those pretty pinky colorful puffy dresses and i started wearing what i wanted to wear and i wish i could say that doing that wearing the clothes that i wanted to wear made me feel good made me feel good about myself but it didn't the only thing that made me feel was comfortable and ugly and i always thought that everyone was better looking and better dressed than i was so I thought the comfort would make me happy, but it didn't. I might have felt comfortable in my choice of clothing, but I did not necessarily feel pretty for it. And so I never felt comfortable in my own skin. Add to the fact that beauty standards have been set in a certain way, you know, like people think pink is pretty, skinny is beautiful, anything in the contrary was considered drab and ugly. So all the way through from primary school towards secondary school I hated how I looked. I thought light-skinned girls were prettier. I thought skinny girls were prettier. I thought no one would ever actually like me because I wasn't light-skinned or pretty. 
when I started reading books about femininity and feminism and the world outside my little circle of life, everything changed and I became fascinated by what's out there. I started seeing pictures of overweight women and they were gorgeous. They were sexy and confident. I saw black women who were desired and who could stop traffic from the way they looked. And for the first time in my life, I started seeing myself as someone who could be revered and called pretty. I didn't feel like I didn't feel this way because I thought I was like this women that I saw, but rather because they liked they were liked for being who they are, the way they are. And they weren't my stereotypical idea of beautiful. They were just them and they were breathtaking for it. And people liked them for it. So that was like mind blown for me. Um, and then an incident happened um, when I was in secondary school. And I've never quite been able to forget it. Uh, so I was fortunate to study in a pretty diverse school. And I had people from all sorts of background and who had quirks and you know who are different in any way in every way and they challenged and inspired me so this one incident stuck to me i was talking to this guy i thought was pretty cool he was older and a senior and he was kind of cute in a nerdy kind of way he was odd i thought he was pretty odd which i guess is why i liked him and somehow we liked the same things so his opinion really mattered to me um, I remember asking him what he thought was the difference between beautiful and hot because quite often guys tended to use the two terms interchangeably. Uh, in a cheeky way, this guy points to this really pretty girl from my class. Now, this was the girl the seniors knew of because anyone with two eyes could agree she was just simply beautiful. So he points to her and says, You see her? She's beautiful. You? Well... You're not beautiful. You're cute. The way he said this made me feel like I needed to be grateful for even being seen. It stung to hear this, but it wasn't something unfamiliar. I'd said to myself that I was ugly so many times that he couldn't have said anything different to change my mind. But still having him say that was pretty hurtful and validated what I was already feeling about myself. The deep distaste for myself. I finished secondary school and went off to college thinking I was unattractive, therefore unlovable and unworthy of love. And no one told me differently. But something incredible happens when you're in college though. Because it's a whole new world and somehow I felt this sort of fresh empowerment being in university and being around all these great minds and new new faces, new people. And in my head, I knew I needed to change. I needed to look the part of greatness, you know. So it started with missing a little breakfast. Then gradually I would miss breakfast and lunch altogether. Then sometimes I'd just drink a glass of water for dinner and I'd go to sleep and not eat until lunch the next day. At some point in my, in my first year in college, I'd lost so much weight that my mom got so incredibly worried I might be sick. Though she didn't know it, I was. And to be fair, neither did I, you know, know that I was sick. Eventually, 
Skipping meals became so second nature that my body just adjusted. And so I started working out intensely. I wasn't doing it from a good mental headspace because I still thought of myself as ugly and no matter how much weight I'd lost, I still looked in the mirror and felt fat. Then I started getting comments from people like, oh wow, I wish I was skinny like you. Or I'd feel, or they would tell me, oh Mariam is so skinny these days. And I'd feel this certain pride that skinny equals beautiful, therefore I was becoming beautiful. And this validated my insecurities but it didn't really give me confidence in fact it gave me a sense of false confidence that i was beautiful um i didn't know it then that i had developed an eating disorder until one day i was at home for the holidays and i fainted because i was not only severely dehydrated but also i had starved myself the entire day now, the fear of being unwell, coupled with the worrying concerns from my family, had me terrified to my bones. So I started reading up and trying to, you know, in my own way, get some help. I thought if I could figure out how to eat and not skip lunch or dinner, I should be okay. I still wasn't looking at the root of all my negative thoughts, that I was seeking validation from others and not from myself was the reason why I was starving myself, didn't seem to be something of a major concern. It didn't even occur to me, actually. And um, at this point, I was feeling really depressed and severely anxious that I would get panic attacks. I And instead of making me, you know, getting better or, you know, getting help i only stuffed myself even harder i wanted to figure out what was wrong with me but didn't have the faintest clue of where to start i remember once telling a friend i feel like i'm drowning and no one can see me i constantly felt suffocated and like a fraud i acted confident confidently i still performed in classes i i attended school functions but i wasn't happy and despite my deep insecurities or how much I ate, or how much I prayed about it, or how many people I knew going through something similar. Nothing seemed to kick me out of, you know, this place of deep and severe depression. I was really unhappy, and I didn't know how to make it stop. The reason why I told this story is because before you choose to embark on your journey to self-acceptance, you should first know that it is not going to be a one-time choice thing. It is going to be a journey that will require a lifetime of your efforts. And you're going to need to choose yourself and to keep choosing yourself until choosing yourself is all that you know how to do. So I'm going to I'm going to say this. If you're thinking great here goes another motivational speaker preaching about self-love, the same old song, yada 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 then I want you to ask yourself two questions. If if these questions do not in any way affect you, then yeah, you can go ahead, sign me off with some other mambo-jumbo speaker and walk it off, right? And the questions are, when no one is watching and the lights are out and you are feeling your lowest, are you being kind and accepting of who you are? And when your voices get loud and the thoughts get dark, are you being kind to yourself then? If the answers to these questions are 
I am not and no, then you should know that self-acceptance involves the continuing efforts of a lifetime of intentional choices to be kind and courageous about embracing all that you are, even in moments that you feel like you like yourself least, perhaps maybe more than. So it's not enough to just sing about self-love or self-acceptance. You need to keep reminding yourself over and over again. Dr. Brene Brown, um, a renowned author, researcher, and expert on vulnerability and shame, writes in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. She writes, what does it take to live in love from a place of worthiness? How do we embrace imperfection? How do we cultivate what we need and let go of the things holding us back? She answers these questions by saying, we need courage, compassion, and connection. And in my journey and in, in my story, basically, through courage, compassion, and connection, I was able to intentionally work towards accepting myself for all that I am. So I've, when you first find courage to speak what's in your heart, you speak. Speak honestly and openly about who you are and what you are feeling because courage breeds the strength you will need to wither through any of the storm coming your way. If I hadn't worked up the courage to admit I had a problem with how I looked and that I've never had a positive image of my body, then I would not have stopped setting such, I would not have stopped setting such unrealistic expectations on myself about beauty standards because the thing is and this was the irony of it all i came to realize that those skinny girls that i thought were so beautiful they were also severely insecure about their looks and their bodies as much as i was about mine and when i found the courage to admit i needed to find a better way to love myself without telling my sense of self-worth over my weight i got better at making healthier choices so when you find your courage you need to then start treating yourself with compassion whether you are battling severe anxiety a deadly disease or a trauma that's left you crippled with pain you need to practice compassion towards yourself and those around you Allowing yourself to feel pain and discomfort and with courage, honestly examining the source of your suffering will let you walk, you know, it will let you walk away. You may be scarred, but stronger than you were before you started your journey. So my advice is don't jump into the thinking positive thoughts. I'm not going to tell you to do that because for lots of people, I don't think this actually works as it's meant to. Uh, on the same boat don't try to fix it you know don't try to fix yourself because i think a lot of the times when a problem comes or when we feel uncomfortable or in deep pain our first instinct is to shut it off or to turn it off or to ignore it all in our attempts to try and fix it so don't try to fix yourself my advice is sit in the discomfort of the pain and accept it is a part of where you are at that moment and that's what you're feeling you know validate your journey by knowing it's perfectly okay to feel whatever it is you're feeling about yourself no matter how harsh 
or how unbearable it is. For a moment, sit with those feelings and validate that this is okay. I get to feel this way because I'm human. But don't be a harsh critic to yourself. Remember, you should be treating yourself with compassion. Show yourself some kindness like you would a friend. Think how better off we would be to ourselves and to our mental health if we practice more kindness to ourselves. When friends came to me, these were both men and women. These were people who were severely beautiful both inside and out. They would come to me and they would tell me they, they thought they were ugly and unattractive. And I found the sentiment to be completely shocking because I could not see just how incredibly I could see how incredibly wrong they are I saw how incredibly beautiful they are and I couldn't fathom how they couldn't see it themselves and then a thought hit me could I be this way too could I possibly not be seeing myself clearly when I started questioning myself I was I started questioning my brain maybe the thoughts I was having about the way I look weren't really true because if my friends who are beautiful and amazing didn't see that they're beautiful and felt they're unattractive maybe i was that way too when i started questioning myself i looked in the mirror with some compassion and i stopped looking at myself with aggression i saw the pain and the kindness reflecting back and it warmed my heart when i did that i cried for the first time when I did that I cried by looking at myself in the mirror because I'd never seen a more pure more beautiful version of myself and it was the first time I was seeing beauty reflecting back the beauty that I felt in my heart and this is something that I learned only into my adulthood so when when you are treating yourself with compassion when you start embracing all that you are when no one is watching when you start seeing your your quirks and you start loving your quirks you know the things that you would usually be like oh these are flaws i don't like myself for this when you start loving yourself for those things you allow yourself to feel connection now i love dr brunet's definition of connections she says Connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. When I started feeling a genuine connection and love for myself, perhaps for the first and real time in my life, the next time I looked someone in the eye and said, I think you're beautiful, I believed it, I believed it for myself too. And I felt the connection to that person intensify even more. Because these were feelings I was mirroring. I was mirroring my own thoughts. I thought I was beautiful. So it was easy for me to empathize with the person that didn't think they were. I knew what they what they were going through. And I could finally see myself for how I am. And I could relate. I could connect with them in their pain. Which made it even better for me to be the one to tell them you're beautiful because I knew where that pain was coming from and the connection was even more intensified for me so this is what I'm saying right you can bustle your life for approval and acceptance from others as much as you want 
but you cannot and you must not keep everyone's opinion of you before your own and think that counts as love that person thinks you're horrible and terrible don't let their voice be louder than yours that girl doesn't think you're worth the honesty kick her to the curb because you should know you are worthy of honesty that guy still can't decide if it's you he wants make the choice easier by removing yourself from the equation because you are not the question you are the answer and nobody should treat you differently your boss can see how you are and how good you are the question is can you see how good you are do you know how much you are worth your sense of sen- your sense of worth should not be determined by other people you should find your worth and embrace it wholly all on your own i hope from today you can find the courage to accept yourself for all that you are and find the compassion to love and forgive yourself for the things you did and put up with when you didn't know better but most of all honestly i hope you find the strength to be vulnerable and connect with yourself and those like you so that you can start living a wholehearted life this is Mariam Sembay and you've been listening to my podcast your mind matters too thank you for listening and cheers